Welcome, Guardians, to the Legacy Lorecast. I am Mythos Mike, and with us, this, with us this week we have Handsome Dragon. How are you doing, man? It's good to see you again. Thanks. Yeah, welcome back to you as well. It's uh, doing good. Just getting uh, getting pumped. Um, I remember our last week. I was joking about us having to sit and watch all the fun festivities in L.A. while everyone else was there having fun and. But the next day, uh, Anna Pig and I were both invited, so we're both pretty pumped about that. It's funny how those things always line I up know. like that. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be joining you guys, unfortunately. Uh, I'll be taking another trip myself, but it's going to be uh, good to see all the pictures afterwards, see what you guys were doing while you are down there. So congratulations again. It's really great to see to the DLC team being able to go down and experiencing that event. Definitely. It'll be a blast. I'm already nervous. <laughs> Uh, you can put on that big boy face. You'll have it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then this week we also have a returning guest is uh, Beard Grizzly. How are you doing, man? It's good to see you back on here. Hey, doing pretty well. How about yourself? I can't complain too much right now. Yeah, I hear you. I'm going to say I keep waking up. I, I keep looking at the freaking YouTube channel I've got, which I, I guess I'll get that stuff out of the way now, too. Uh my name is Beard Grizzly, in case you guys are not familiar with me. Uh, up-and-coming YouTuber, uh, sort of. Uh, you can find me, though, over on YouTube.com uh, backslash C, uh, C backslash Beard underscore Grizzly. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, same exact thing. Uh, also find me on Twitch, same exact thing. I made it kind of easy to find me. Uh, <laughs> but I do a lot of lore stuff, a lot of uh, a lot of theories, more theories, I think, than I do actual lore. Um so if you guys are interested, you can check me out there. Awesome. And uh, so this week we're going to be talking about um, Toland, the Shattered. And unfortunately, he's a pretty complex subject. Um, there's really two elements to his character. Uh, you can go into a lot of detail about him. So we're going to be splitting up this topic into two different weeks. And this subject specifically today is going to be um, Toland before Eris and Ariana recruited him for that ill-fated fire team into Crota's uh, Hellmouth. So that brings us uh, to our main topic, which is Toland before uh, he went into the abyss with Eris and Ariana. Uh, uh, Grant, why don't, why don't you uh, get us started? I forgot your name. There. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> sure Whoops. thing. Uh, so we are on Ghost Fragment uh, Darkness 3. And this is from the journals of Toll in the Shatter. Uh, I drive myself to the edge of madness, trying to explain the truth. It's so simple, elegant, like a knife point. It explains this is not hyperbole. This is the farthest thing from exaggeration. Everything. But you lay it out and they stare at you like you've just been ex uh, exhaling dust. Maybe they're missing some underlying scaffold of truth. Maybe they are all propped on a bed of lies that must be burned away. Why does anything exist? No, 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 no. Don't reach for that word. There's no reason. That's teleology. And teleology will stitch your eyelids shut. Why do we have atoms? Because atomic matter is more stable than the primordial broth. Atoms defeated the broth. That was the first war. There were two ways to be, and one of them won. And everything that came next was made of atoms. Atoms made stars. Stars made galaxies. Worlds simmered down to rock and acid. And in those smoking primal seas and first living molecule learned to copy itself. 
all of this happened by the one law, the blind law, which exists without mind or meaning. It's the simplest law, but it has no worshipers here. Out there, though, out there, how do I explain it? It's so simple. Why don't you see? Imagine three great nations under three great queens. The first queen writes a great book of law, and her rule is just. The second queen builds a high tower, and her people climb it to see the stars. The third queen raises an army and conquers everything. The future belongs to one of these queens. Her rule is harshest, and her people are unhappy, but she rules. This example, every uh, this explains everything. Understand? This is why the universe is the way it is, and not some other way. Existence is a game that everything plays, and some strategies are winners. The ability to exist, to shape existence, to remake it so that your descendants, molecules or stars or people or ideas will flourish, and others will find no ground to grow. And as the universe ticks on towards the close, the great players will face each other in the next round there. <clears throat> I'll restart that, sorry. And as the universe ticks on towards the close, the great players will face each other. In the next round, there will be three queens, and all of them will have armies. And now it will be a battle of swords, until one discovers the cannon, or the plague, or the killing word. Everything is becoming more ruthless, and in the end, the only most uh, the only most ruthless will remain. Look up at the sky, and they will hunt the territories of the night and extinguish the first glint of com uh, competition before I can even understand what it faces or why it has transgressed. This is the shape of victory, to rule the universe so absolutely that nothing will ever exist except by your consent. This is the queen at the end of time, whose sovereignty is eternal because no other sovereign can defeat it. And there is no reason for it, no more than there was reason for the victory of the atom. It is simply the winning play. Of course, it might be that there was another country with other queens, and in this country they sat down together and made one law and one tower and one army to guard their borders. This is the dream of small minds, a gentle place ringed in spears. But I do not think those spears will hold against the queen of the country of armies. And that is all that will matter in the end. So, I had this bad feeling you were going to tell me to read that one. <laughs> do you not like that card? I like, I like to have the guest. Uh... No, I read it a few times and I'm like, I have no way that I can make this like sound sound good as I go along. <laughs> I thought you did, did great. Gotta get the voiceover for... Uh... Uh, Tolan the next time we're able. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, um, that was uh, Darkness 3. Uh, just one thing that I wanted to point out before we get into analyzing this. Um, the uh, the word uh, teleology, uh, I thought it was another one of those made-up words, but uh, it's actually, uh, it means the explanation of phenomena by the purpose that they serve rather than by the postulated causes, according to Webster's. Mm -hmm. Um so, um, let's see. I wanted to get into one portion of this card. Um, Beard, you went into detail on uh, this card specifically in one of your older videos. Um, yeah. uh, for the life of me, I can't remember. 
Sorry, Sorry. I, I was muted. I, I was I tried to talk there. I was like, damn, he's being an ass. Uh, <laughs> when it, whenever there's a long card, I mute myself so I don't accidentally like sneeze or something over it. And, uh, I do the same thing. I just wanted to say, really quick, this this is Darkness Three, and there's a lot in this card. And uh, wait, is this Darkness Three? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, this is Darkness Three, and there's a lot in this card. And this card was added all the way back in Vanilla Destiny. Like, this is an original right. game card. So people have been staring at this card, trying to make sense of what uh, Toland had an understanding of for, for three years now. And even now, we can look at this and we, we think... Back then, we looked at this and we thought we found meaning in it. And now we look at it and we find different meaning in it. And three years from now, what what meanings will we find when we look at it? You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's it seems like it's going to be an endless, uh, very very well written uh, because it's just going to be endless amounts of meaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, when so, I first read yeah, this, uh, back to what you it, were it, saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> You'll get thoughts on this one. Um, when I first read this in Vanilla Destiny, I uh, thought it was a, thought it was a, it was explaining the difference between darkness and the light. Uh, two of the queens were examples of civilizations that were traveler born or uh, just light born in general, and I thought that it explained um, exactly what the motivations of the darkness were. But it turns out it's a little more complex than that. Um, mm-hmm. I'll get. I guess I'll. There's, there's a lot of things to dig into in this. I'm not sure what we want to start with. Um, well, that's the problem. This this card can definitely like evolve, and and your perception of it is also in the basis of how you read it. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of this card is definitely based in in how you, be, because Toland himself is so off the walls crazy in a lot of methods, at least to what we would say, we have to uh, read it in the perception of a crazy man with his ideas going from one place to the next so quickly. So for the way that it evolves and the way that it kind of uh, plays out is very difficult to basically put your, put your mind in one place because that's not how Toland's mind works. Mm -hmm. His mind is definitely all over. Yeah, he jumps from point to point. I mean, one in one paragraph, he's talking about the conflict, the the, you know, the basis of conflict in life in terms of the movements of atoms, and then the next, he's going into this uh, great long metaphor involving the three queens and the three nations. Um, he, Which side definitely... note is like one of the only places that he actually gets onto a topic and stays on it for God's mm-hmm. sake. <laughs> There's there's uh, parentheses added in here. There's capitals just in random places. Um, he's clearly getting angry, trying to explain it into terms that we can understand, which we can't understand them even to this mm-hmm. day. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely earned his title of the shattered. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I was I was talking with some people at work the other day, and we we're kind of talking about you know in our in our lives like geniuses or people who are amazing at a specific art and like you look at their lives and they're kind of a little crazy. And I kind of see that a little bit with Tolan. Like he's a genius. Like he sees and understands things that like the other, any other person or guardian just can't grasp. And like, you can hear, see it here. Like he's almost crazy and maybe going crazy at trying to explain it. It's like, it's so simple. Why don't you mm-hmm. see it? And it's like, it's mm-hmm. not simple for us. <laughs> 
it's a lot harder for us to grasp what he can grasp. And I love how uh, the writer of this card kind of depicts that. Yeah. So uh, I just want to sort of bring back to sort of what I was saying. Like in year one when we read this <clears> card, we had we had a glimpse of what Oryx was. Uh, and if you really want to go back to vanilla, we had no idea what Crota was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're reading this card and we see... Imagine three great nations under three great great queens. The first queen writes a great book of law, and her rule is just. The second queen builds mm-hmm. a high tower, and her people climb it to see the stars. The third queen raises an army and conquers everything. So immediately people started saying, okay, well, that's New Monarchy, Dead Orbit, and Future War Cult. So it's, mm-hmm. it sort of sounded like it was going on to say... Uh, like it's it's supposed to be the factions but now we sort of look at it and it's like well could this actually be uh the hive because it's saying three great great queens and you know technically oryx is you can't apply a human gender to an alien species it doesn't work like Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh stop going mm -hmm. uh because every every fucking one of you God damn. <laughs> You're saying good stuff. We agree. I know. But yeah. <laughs> and so it sort of gets reinforced uh, a little bit later on. It goes, and as the universe ticks on the ticks on towards the close, the great players will face each other. In the next round, there will be three queens, and all of them will have armies, and now it will be a battle of swords until one discovers a cannon, like Oryx's cannon, or the plague or the killing word. So it's like the death song. And uh, I can't remember if, because it seems odd that uh, Savathun would sort of get called out twice, but I could have sworn. Well, Savathun, she's the most powerful of the three. So why wouldn't she? Well, I, I could have sworn it was Savathun <laughs> that uh, like, like poisons the, the water. Yeah. Yeah. yeah poison the water it was. and like made the plague. So it's, I feel like the plague and the killing word, sort of refer to her and nothing mm-hmm. really refers to Zivu because Zivu mm-hmm. definitely isn't the killing word. Yeah. And then that's probably, that's kind of probably a discussion for a different cast, but yeah, the, of but the three, that's, I think that's what I mean. Zivu like, is the weaker, weaker, like it's, yeah, that's, that's a different discussion. Well, but yeah, I think that last, or the second, the last paragraph there in this darkness three card was, it kind of puts into perspective Tolan's, I think he's talking about, you know, our city, our tower, our consensus, and I think it puts in perspective his thoughts on that. Basically, like he considers, you know, the speaker, the factions, the vanguard, uh, small-minded, <laughs> and basically will lose in the end, and maybe we will. I'm gonna say you can you can acquire all this back to. Uh to pretty well anything that we have within uh, Destiny's sphere, be it within the tower or otherwise. Like, the rule of threes is so heavy mm-hmm. within uh, what we have in the tower. I mean, we have uh, Zavala Ikorakade, three Vanguard leaders. Uh, then on top of that, of course, you do have the three factions. You have the three different classes, and each of those exists uh, three subclasses which is three different uh, principles and ideas, not necessarily even counting all the different uh, warlock types or warlock orders that exist. 
which I think we overall know three of those besides. So there's all these different things that are split up into threes. So within these different countries, they could just be philosophies all the same. I need mm-hmm. one more like order. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Praxic. Uh, Praxic thanatonautics. Um, well, thanatonautics. That's that's a that's a practice, not a not an order. I've I mean I've heard them referred to as like a not an order but like a group of guardians. I, well, I that's think what it's I'm saying like any any guardian can practice thanatonautics. That's that's my point. They're not an order. Hmm. I don't. For the first time ever, I'm disagreeing with a nod. Wow. <laughs> you can be wrong all you want. I don't mind. That's <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> oh, there's that famous stubbornness. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Should we move on to uh, the next card here? Yeah, high four. Yeah. That... Read it. So... All right. I'll take this one. This is a ghost fragment. High four. Transcribed from the stolen copy of the journals of Toland, the Shattered, unverified by by any crypto archaeologist. If your light is strong enough to hear across the soundless plains, you may have heard their screams. What may seem like a void between their shrieks holds what I believe to be yet another clue to their origins. In one tone, the hive plead to their gods, but in the next, they whisper to another. Perhaps it is here. Perhaps it is here which holds the answer to their ultimate demise, or a bridge to their desires. In my studies, I still struggle to match their tones to their rune system. If only Cryptarch Adana were still with us, no one has yet to match her adept. Four sounds, oft repeated, but only four. Though I am not on the trail of a fifth, or though I am on the trail of a fifth, faintly heard from the buzz that once spilled from the shrine. Ayer, Er, Zol, Yule. It is in these sounds that I fear yet another hive secret hides. Perhaps beyond their gods. Perhaps in accord with them. Perhaps these are just hive translations of worlds we call another name. But I believe, above all things, they call to some kind of being. Beings that once lived, or still live, somewhere buried amongst us. Beings the hive perhaps owe their very existence to. I am hoping the war minds may hold further answers. That they can see into worlds where we can only see what lies upon them. The treasure of knowledge they promised still remains the most sought after of any guardian. Whoever can find a way past their firewalls of ancient arts and make them the allies they once were could spare us further atrocities. And though Rasputin offers some promise, one one can only hope its silence is self-defense, that it seeks only to preserve itself. We have to prove to it that we are on its side, but I am starting to doubt that this is absolutely true. That maybe the hive or the darkness itself now have a grasp on his systems. But then again, I am an old man with many fears, and in those fears, often called madness, I will continue to dwell. Sorry. Uh, so again, this card, um, this card actually came to us in the dark below, mm-hmm. and we're seeing these names: Air, uh, Ur. Zol and Yule, <clears throat> and with no real idea of what they were, and uh, we sort of get like a little bit of a, uh, a hint as to what they are, 
these three sounds that I fear yet another hive secret hides perhaps beyond their gods perhaps in accord with them translations of <coughs> worlds we call another name but I believe above all things uh, some kind of being so like even at the point of, of Tolan's uh, I guess technically recording of this because Tolan actually these are these aren't written journals these are audio journals mm-hmm. uh, Toland was not yet aware of what these are and I think that's because uh, for this knowledge to have to have gotten this knowledge he actually had to have become uh, ascendant like and that's that's uh, a future we'll get more into that in a future episode <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> And I think that's I think it's awesome. Um, and you guys touched on it, I think on the last card how like we read these things the first time and they're just mm-hmm. words. You know, we have no idea the meaning to them. Like, and then, yeah. Well, unless you're from the future, yeah, you don't know what these words mean. But if you are from the future, like Anon, then you know exactly what they mean, of course. But um, for the normal people. <laughs> we have no idea what these mean. <laughs> and they, but then we get, you know, the books of sorrow and a later release. And then it's like, wait, I've heard, I've seen these names before. Where have I seen these? And so then you start searching like, and then it's like, Oh my gosh, it all makes sense. It all connects. And I think it's really cool. Yeah. And, uh, these names, uh, just for anyone are also tied to, uh, missions. We were, we were seeing these names in vanilla destiny as well. Um, this the first or second moon mission we fight into the temple of crota and we kill varrock uh spawn of i want to say zol mm-hmm. i think that's Varrock. right or not spawn of it's it's a uh, zol no it's air spawn and then mm-hmm. on uh the fogoth strike the original fogoth strike we got mormu zol spawn and now on the abomination strike we have a new spawn it's a new wizard because we killed Mormu. And so then also the uh, the princes, we have Er or Er Zol and Yule spawns and so there's there's a lot of spawns of, of knights and wizards that are sort of mm-hmm. dedicated to, to these worm gods. Right. Yep. Yeah, that was that was about the only connection I was really going to bring up was we didn't know about them whatsoever uh, outside of like a couple of names that were attached to different characters. That's about it. Like the only other thing that I found interesting was, of course, Cryptarchadana. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, if there is anything that I think could be brought up by this, it would be that she he uh, would have been. Uh, very key, uh, her, yeah, it is a her, that's right, uh, in giving this information to Toland or understanding this information a little bit more, uh, is this who he basically learned all this from? Uh, just stuff of that nature, which, if that's the case, then where did any of her records go? How did they end up getting buried? Or is he carrying with them with him? I don't know. I mean, we know that this sort of research is outlawed, at least frowned upon by the I'm tower. I'm going to say the speaker is just kind of looking at it like, you're going to do what? I don't <laughs> think so. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm, I'm 
I don't think it's been confirmed, but it's sort of been like built up or hinted as that the uh, the cryptarchs actually come from the reef. So they they'd be more open to uh, the darker sides of things. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Lo looking into what everything would be, along with uh, obviously Marasov's interests in understanding what Oryx is for one reason or another after supposedly Osiris Eris show up, then yes, they would be a, a very real link or, or key of research. So digging that information up is probably helpful. Uh, that's, that's an interesting thought. Maybe, maybe that was something that they led into with, uh, with thinking about up to the battle with, with Oryx at Saturn. I don't know. Possibly. Well, uh, Mike, would you like to take this next section? Sure. Um, so this is... Uh, do you want me to go down? Yeah, okay. Um, this card is Urzak the Hated. By pleasing their god, the hive carves scars on the fabric of our realm. Tolan the Shattered. Among the lesser hive, there is no higher honor than that of the Hated. Not all can be hallowed. Fewer still gods. But all can do their part to smite the, smite the light. The Hated, though, holds a unique place among the hive. It is a singular position. Only ever one, and the emerald marrow on its blade is not from combat, but the ritualistic execution of those wiz of those the wizards have deemed forsaken. And then this is one of the ghost scans from uh, the Taken King. Ghost scan bones. No one knows if bones like these belong to a hive life form or some race the hive discovered, but Tolan think, seemed to think that they burrowed through, burrowed through the lunar rock to create this fortress. Talking about um, the Hellmouth. The bones. Then this is another ghost scan of the hive stone. Uh, this is during... Um, I forget the name of the mission where you go and uh, get... That's, thank you. That's it, yeah. thank you. Yeah, there's a, there's a large cut stone. Mm. Then this is a line from Tolan's journal. These stones, always in their combat arenas, do they have a strengthening function, or are they a mere legacy of a forgotten time and realm? The Hive never stopped honing their strength. They missed the point of being dead. <sighs> I've heard it said that that which does not kill you makes you stronger. But what does that mean in the face of immortality? This is a transcript, a uh, portion of the transcript from Mission Last Rites, uh, when Eris Morn starts, uh, when Eris Morn pulls you out from the ambush in Crotus Chambers. Uh, Guardian, come with me, and then she starts shouting. I'm not going to try to imitate that. Uh, then she explains herself. One of Tolan's tricks. There is nothing I fear more than the dark, but I will not lose another Guardian. You've imprisoned the last whisper of Crota's soul. It is left to you now. Find Oryx on the Dreadnought. Destroy him. And that's the end of that section. Yeah, so... Uh, this really all sort of shows some of... Uh, Tolan's knowledge of the Hive itself. Like, sticking... Sticking, like, below the god ranks of Hive we see the hated and the possibility of an enslaved race and um i think the hive stone is actually i think that's not the one i don't think it's actually the cut stone on lost to lost to light i might have that wrong based on the context of that card 
and uh, m m like most um, interestingly <laughs> is Eris Morn was able to teleport us through an incantation mm -hmm. and she calls it one of Tolan's tricks and then says there is nothing I fear more than the dark but I will not lose another guardian so it's sort of implying that what she did was actually a dark power so Toland had taught her to utilize mm -hmm. the dark. Yeah, and I think just that alone kind of raises a bunch of other questions. Like, I know, um, like, there's been theories out there about dark guardians, and like this right here is basically proof that there are dark powers. Like, you can use basically the light or the powers to for dark or for, for dark reasons. But that's just Whether we'll actually get that in game. That's you'll never know, but unless we get it, but I doubt. There's... I doubt. Um, I doubt our guardian will ever actually use any dark abilities, but I would not be surprised to see other uh, enemies use dark mm -hmm. abilities, like stuff. Yeah, like that. I could uh. see like Zavala getting corrupted or something. And I was kind of hoping, in a way, that's what would happen in Rise of Iron with the the Iron Lords. I was hoping. Like I'm, I was kind of torn because on one hand I didn't want it to happen with the like have the fighting uh, a, a shoulder at the end. I mean, kind of did, but not really in the same way that I was coping. But like I felt it was kind of cliche to fight your like you used to be your ally now it's your enemy kind of thing. But at the same time I thought it would have been really cool to fight like not a kind of a not um, what's the word like the older wasn't really there anymore it was siva controlling yolder's body in a sense um sentient yeah yolder wasn't really sentient still no. but well, I was, was, it would have been she was literally dead yeah exactly like that would have been really cool though to fight like just fight yolder just but had just been corrupted the only well, thing that ticks me that off about sense though mm -hmm. Maybe not. Like, well, it didn't. It doesn't make sense now that we got the story. But this, like, that was kind of what I was hoping before Rise of Iron came out. Like, we knew that the Iron Lords was going to be the main story. We knew that they had been corrupted somehow, and so I was kind of hoping they would tie it into that somehow. But they didn't. They weren't, unfortunately. Yeah. Only thing that ticks me off is that they didn't play with that idea a little bit more. But mm -hmm. oh well. Yeah, I stupid as it is that the amount of times I have sat and listened to that line uh, one of Tolan's tricks there is nothing I fear more than the dark but I will not lose another guardian I've never interpreted it up until now uh, as being like you know she she fears that language she fears that idea because it's basically a Lord of the Rings things mm -hmm. you're, you're sitting there going I don't want to utter the words of Mordor but I'm going to have to but um, I kind of have to <laughs> yep, exactly. I, I I don't know why I never interpreted it that way. Mm -hmm. uh, the only other thing to to me that I wanted to point out, at least, is from the Hive Stone. Uh, is there another stone that's more like out in the open that we know of that we've at least seen? Or have we only ever seen that one on the moon in Crota's, uh, Crota's, Crota's chamber or close to Crota's chamber? Because I'm really trying to rack my mind and think if we had seen one before. Obviously, oh, we don't know everywhere that um, Tolan's been, but you mean the 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 stone that held Crota's soul? The uh, the one before that the the slab that we actually talk about uh, 
because the only couple that I can think of, I mean, we see a couple in Kingsfall. I think there's one of the Dreadnought and a couple other places, but not necessarily like out and about on the moon or on Earth or anything. I don't I don't really know what you're what you're trying to say, though. The one like in the middle of the hallway. Mm hmm. That one. Because that yeah, one that one was just a stone that co- that uh, Crota cut through with his with right. his sword. Like there was nothing special about it. All I'm trying to figure is where Toland would have seen that stone previously. Because otherwise this would mean that he might have been like inside uh, these ah. tunnels beforehand. Uh, that's where I'm just trying to kind of figure where he might have seen one otherwise that he could have studied. But I know it says always in their combat arenas. Uh, but that's the only other thing that oh, kind of came to mind. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say. I clicked on the link. It's that just that random stone in the, in the hallway. Uh, it is the, yeah. lo- is it the last, last light or last light. It's just the, most, the, the, the dark spindle. Mission, right? right. Yep. Yeah, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's before you, it's before you run away. Mm-hmm. Never stops honing their strength. They miss. Why do I think that's because he cut it? I remember I hearing that quote, he... but I don't think it was associated with this specific instance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, we've <laughs> seen these kind of stones elsewhere, so that's where I'm just trying to to piece where Tolan might have seen it before. No. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Well, it does say these. It does say these stones always in their combat arenas, and so mm-hmm. there, maybe there is another stone out. Like we just, not this one specifically, but maybe there was another one that had a different scan, right? That talked about Crota. Mm-hmm. Well, and as you guys will probably get into later, it does seem like he has more of a a vested idea in the uh, while he's in the Crota fire team of. Um, like what is down in the tunnels. So I'm almost mm-hmm. wondering if he wasn't in there at one point or another. Yeah. Uh, but that's the only reason I wanted to bring it up, like well, where where else he might have seen it. I think it might not even be necessarily that he's seen it, just that he knows. Like, mm-hmm. Because the ghost says, let me see if there's anything on Tolan's journals in here. So it's more that he knows there are these stones always in their combat arenas. Like mm-hmm. maybe he's he's been able to pick up on a reference, you know, in combat arenas, we've never really seen a hive combat arena, you know, obviously he has, if he's talking about one. Yeah. So, yeah right. And I, I could picture Tolan during with the fire team as, you know, Eris and everyone else is running down, trying to, you know, fight in a battle and Tolan's just walking around like, Hey ghost, Take note of this. These stones, always in their combat arenas. <laughs> Just taking notes on it. Oh, look at that that skeleton bones count. I think that's a creature that burrowed deep in. It's like everyone else is out dying. He's just walking around exploring. That was well, his purpose. So, yeah, really. Um, well, and this kind of stone was also seen on the uh, the dreadnought in the crucible map. Uh, I think it's the not the dungeons, the other one. That's. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yep. it's it's a different stone, granted, or a different look from uh, this one that's in this room, but it's weird because, at least to my knowledge, that one was used more as like a uh, a, a memorial. This one is used apparently as like a, a or at least Tolan figures like a strengthening function or something. I, I think they're just two completely different stones. They, mm-hmm. they don't even look the same. Like, this one's more like 
like glass and that one's just like a rock with inscriptions in it the the cut angle is the only thing i think that they share but yes i think they're uh they're definitely different with different purpose yeah, mm -hmm. i mean i think they're just completely different mm -hmm. so then uh i'll take uh this next section here then okay so the first okay. one is uh I'm sorry, it's someone moving around. Yeah, my dogs. Hold on. <laughs> you go ahead. I'll just mute the mic real fast. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then our first one is transcript lost to light. Uh, this isn't the full transcript, obviously. It's just a couple lines uh, by Toland. A dreadnought shields the hive from the traveler's light. Were we to pass through its deepest layers, our light would be as a dying sun. And also, it has been long my be it has long been my belief that the binds which hold the greatest hive terrors could could be lifted by releasing the energy stored within their tomb husks. And uh, then we have a set of armor from uh, Taken King, I think, uh, the Bindcaster Eye set. So the helmet to subsume another's will in your own. Uh, the arms to inflict your desires upon reality. The chest to bind another being cell by cell to your will. And the boots to completely know and then completely destroy another being. Uh, then there's also the Ebonthorn bond. As the thorns tear his skin, so Oryx tears your soul. Although that one shouldn't actually be in here. Now <laughs> uh, we have uh, the deep lore, a terrible bar, a terrible bargain, a terrible curse. That was the way it began. And uh, a dim form. Could it be possible to tap into the power of the dreadnought bargain from so long ago? Dreadful bargain from so long ago. And if so. What would be the what what would be it cost? What would it cost? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, a dis discordant note. Hunger is a terrible curse, but if it serves to motivate, to inspire, to urge, can it not also be a blessing? And lastly, form the ritual. The famine, the feeding, and always the death singer's shroud covers all. These are the keys. These are the keys. Uh, journal. So, since more and more we're we're seeing uh, Toland's understanding of the hive, like he, from from his journal, uh, he's his journal. So before he had even gone after Crota, he had an understanding of what a dreadnought was, and like their purpose and how they shielded the hive, and he knew what tomb husks were which we were sort of just trying to figure out in the Taken King, because we're just sort of thrown into it. And more so, he understood... He's Although, uh, the deep lore and stuff like that... Uh, oh, no, no, because the deep lore, a terrible bargain, a terrible curse, that was the way it began. So he actually understood on some level before he went to Crota... Uh, 
what the worms were and what the what the deal was. With tithing. Mm-hmm. Well, with making the bargain. Right. So they, yeah, Oryx's bargain. Yeah. He also seems to have an understanding of just. Um, I mean, when I when I look at the uh, when you mentioned the Bindcaster armor, uh, he seems to have a deep rooted understanding of just the very ideals that drive the hive in general. I mean, to subsume another's will to your own, to inflict desires upon reality, to bind another being cell by cell to your will, completely known, completely destroyed. Those the end aims of, uh, or at least the end aims of the power that uh, Orcs was trying to obtain, at least in the end, but. You. All right, well, if uh, no one has anything else to say, uh, uh, Grant, would you like to read this next section here? Yeah, sure. Uh, complete the path. Uh, seeing... Yeah, it's not going to give me a lot of... Okay, complete the path. I have left searing footprints on the dark side of the moon. I have stood on the spires of Mercury, chilled by solar wind. I have stretched my wings, and I have flown. That is what is possible when you understand the sun's song. Tolan's Journal. Complete the path. The void is not the darkness. The darkness is what it is. Void energy is like all things of this universe. It is light seen through a prism, a fundamental force, the vacuum between the stars, the absence of everything else. Just try explaining that to someone who has never walked the void. Tolan's Journal. Uh, Create orbs of light. As the cabal rushed the line, the warlock raised his hand to the sky. The sky came down to meet him, and we felt the light touch our hearts. Mm-hmm. Tolan's Journal. Last Rite's Quest. Uh, I do not fear death. I have already met her and walk again in the light. I know she and I will meet again in time. Rather, I fear what she leaves behind. Loss is like the darkness. It corrupts. Tolan's Journal. Loop of Night. I could, cl- uh, I could flense you apart, molecule by squirming molecule. It is within my power, Tolan the Shattered. Shadow Price, a precision auto rifle left behind by Tolan the Shattered. It asks so little and it offers so much. Talk to Eris, Quest. The Court of Oryx, the most powerful of his army. He would hold the court in, re- in reserve, allow the mass of the hive to tear down a world. Then he would open the gates and unleash the court upon a weary and battle-scarred race. Fear is a powerful weapon, and one the king uses all too well. Tolan's Journal. Okay, uh, so I was trying to let someone else talk, but if no one else has anything, uh, the first oh. three, <laughs> uh, the first two complete the paths, and the third create orbs of light uh the first two are very clearly talking about being a sun singer and being a void walker and then uh create orbs of light in my opinion uh as the cabal rushed the line the warlock raised his hands to the sky the sky came down to meet him and we felt the light touch our hearts uh, i think that's uh storm storm caller yeah easily that's what i'd say which i think i think definitely isn't confirmed but the fact that there's not like anything on from Toland about Stormcallers other than this, like I would say that he wasn't Stormcaller. Like we know he mastered Voidwalker and Sunsinger and 
felt walked both those paths. It doesn't seem like he himself was a stormcaller. I think he was too out of flux to be able to focus enough to do yeah, so. That that's sense. my opinion on that. Mm. I could see that because that's that's what Ikora tells us is the most important thing with a stormcaller is your focus. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it doesn't. He doesn't seem like someone who could just sit there and focus on one thing. His mind is everywhere. <laughs> wanders. Yeah. Yeah, he, he can't stay on one topic at all. It's it's all over the place. And then uh, lastly, it's the Court of Oryx. Before he even went to, uh, like, there there's like this massive divide in his knowledge in some of the earlier cards where, I mean, like, I guess a part of it had to be because it was the game and they didn't really know what the names of everything was going to be and stuff like that but it does sort of build this universe that there was a divide in his like earlier knowledge probably like right before or right after he got uh, kicked out of the city and then what he found when he was a lot when he was out so it's sort of like he found more about the hive. He found more about Oryx. He found more about the worms and the bargain and stuff like that. Yeah. Just to make sure I have his image right, it says in, uh, at least we know that he communed with the deep or the darkness at some point. As, I mean, yep. or at least he, yeah. He claims he did, so, at least. Yeah. I mean, it could be a claim of a madman that thinks he just understands it, so... Uh, intensely, but um, yeah, yeah. I think Loop of Night is probably one of my favorite flavor texts in the game, and it just kind of, you know, it talks about his his confidence in himself. And this goes could go back to those those dark powers that Eris was afraid to use. But where he says, "I could flince you apart, molecule by squirming molecule," that's pretty dark. <laughs> yeah. He seems to have an understanding of very destructive elements. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's brutal. Yeah, and it also kind of sounds like it, it paints the same picture in my mind of the of what the the Aris fire team sees um, Omnigol doing. Mm-hmm. To uh, is it was it uh, Slymoda? Omar. Omar, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Omar. It was Omar. I, th- I think yeah, oh, you're right. It was Omar, but I'm not. I don't think it was Omnigol doing that. Was it? Pretty sure it was. I could be it wrong was. though. I'm going to say I'd have to look up exactly who it is, but yeah, that's that's exactly what it would have been. Just uh, tear, tearing his light out from, uh, piece by piece, which mm-hmm. granted he, Tolan says molecule by molecule, but it, it could potentially be the same thing, only because we're, of course, dealing with the light as much as we are, light versus darkness in a way. Mm-hmm. So for the hive, especially for feeding, that could be very well be the same kind of idea. Uh but yeah, I I can definitely see that Toland's focuses were were on the quote unquote typical ways of a of a of a warlock being Sunsinger and Voidwalker, uh, and then otherwise it just seemed like he focused so much on so much of his energies on the Hive, and this is more so uh, brought up by the fact that in his journals before he goes down in with the Crota Fire team, he has knowledge of the Court of Oryx, and this is a just a, a really weird thing to kind of start piecing together because we hadn't seen works before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had necessarily, of course we, we had seen his, uh, his shrines, but 
I guess that comes back to, you know, what else he might have been able to do with Ascension and all that. But being able to know about what the court had done and be able to record it before he went down into the pit is a, at least an interesting thing to kind of think about. Mm. And then outside that, of course, is weapon, because we always think of bad juju with, uh, with Tolwind. We don't necessarily think of the shadow price at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that line of shadow price. It's just that, yeah. that was his, that was his first attempt at bad juju pretty much in my mind, you know, and even shadow price, which, like in the in the game, it doesn't really seem special. Like it, obviously, auto rifles were really deadly in year one, at the beginning of year one, and so this was one of the most popular ones. But it doesn't have a special perk to it. But just the the flavor text, like it says, it asks so little and it offers so much, and it kind of gives that hint of kind of that that hunger within the weapon that you see a lot of. Like you see the black hunger, or not the, the touch of malice. You see the. Um, bad juju um you see these other weapons kind of formed in darkness that have these these hungers behind them and even shadow price seems to have that same hunger i completely disagree that makes absolutely no sense well i disagree with your disagreement it adds (laughs) so little and offers so much that is the opposite of a hunger it still has a hunger in my mind i get it yeah, it's hunger for bullets to shoot. <laughs> Your opinion. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think I think there's a special uh, uh, power behind Shadow Price, I guess. Yeah, well, and the irony, the uh, pure irony behind all of it, though, is and forgive me if I'm wrong on this one. The the design of Shadow Price has the uh, the Vanguard logo pretty well cemented. It was sold the by thing. the Vanguard vendor. Yeah. So for <laughs> so for having a weapon that Toland would have necessarily used, studied, created, whatever, and they're okay with using it is at least interesting to point out. Uh, I, probably because of the the lack of uh, any kind of special ability that it has, a la you know Red Death or. Uh, uh, icebreaker if we point out a couple of them that i can think of off the top of my head that they say to uh like well, disassemble ice, on icebreaker, site icebreaker isn't dark icebreaker is just like hey this weapon's literally going to kill you don't use it yeah and we're like nah, it, nah. right well I, it, it just to simply uh say that there are a couple weapons that are out there that uh the vanguard says disassemble on site yeah. Uh, Red Death being one of them, Icebreaker being the second. But yeah, like this one is totally fine, but it holds such a, a dark history. And now Shax is handing it out again in Crucible packages now and again. I don't think it has a dark history, though. Just left behind by Toland. Like... I, I should put dark history in quotes, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Because that's like, like, they're probably looking at it like this is the one good thing Toland had. <laughs> right. You know the the uncor it's a, it's a it's a gun. There's nothing there's nothing dark about it. No, I think that's because he failed in his first design. <laughs> I, I don't think anything really says that he made it. Moving on. <laughs> Why would a weapon ask something of you? Weapons don't ask. Weapons don't have. They don't aren't don't have that connection to you. 
but yeah, the auto rifle you're, by Tolman you're does. So, you're so right because Steel <laughs> Oracle, I foresee fire and screams. You would mate. You're a rocket launcher. It must actually literally be an Oracle. Oh my <laughs> god, I never realized. Hey, maybe. <laughs> a non-dig, everybody. <laughs> we know super good advice wanting you to only use machine guns for how long well that's that's a different that's an entirely different thing that's got i know i know written in piece about it you know yeah no other gun does any other gun nope. or touch of malice does bad juju does yeah you know there are guns but with their that have it written in but a, a mm. little flavor text it's a little flavor text that doesn't mean shit I'm going to say with the questing and, and whatnot with the, the building of the weapon versus he just having a flavor text. Yeah, we don't know much else behind it. For all we know, with it having the, the Vanguard steel uh, slapped on the thing, the Vanguard could have altered something about it besides that's, I know, thinking way out of the box. But just to, you know, kind of present that idea, they they very well may they, they want nothing to do with Toland. They don't want to remember him. The fact that it has the flavor text on it is, you know, just a. Uh... And here, here's another thing. It's it, the way that you're painting the picture, not uh, you, Grant, but Dragon, is that this is like the gun. This is the only gun. Tolan made it, left it behind. It's one physical gun. The Vanguard's fucking selling it. Mm -hmm. I, oh, I know. I read that as a precision auto rifle left behind by Tolan, the shattered. So. He had this gun, he bought it from the Vanguard, and then when he left, the gun stayed. Like, like that's, that's the gun's that's Yelp That's one way to read it. That's the gun's Yelp review. <laughs> when he left, the gun did not go with him. I wonder why. Maybe it's not that good of a gun. Maybe. Or, or one he, way to look at it. Or he, right. you know, since, found since, out the thing about the next thing we're going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, since I read this the very first time, I've always personally interpreted as him being the the gunsmith of of shadow price which is my interpretation doesn't mean it's correct he definitely had a hand in modifying or building in some way in my opinion could see that well, uh dragon would you like to start the bad juju let's do it so the bad juju quest tolan's legacy Guardians on vital strike missions have found signs of Tolan the Shattered, a once esteemed warlock whose obsessions led to ex his exile. The Vanguard would like, to, would like you to investigate his trail. Tolan's journal fragmented. The journals of Tolan have been sought after by the warlocks in the tower for many generations. This journal has been missing for centuries. Tolan's journal fragmented. Tolan obsessed over the power of the Traveler and the secrets of the darkness. His quest took him into enemy strongholds throughout the inner solar system. Search for more fragments there. Tolan's journal encrypted. The journal's scattered fragments recognize each other. Perhaps Tolan always meant for them to be reassembled. Unfortunately, you have no idea how to access the, the data. This journal, all right, is that the end of that one? It looks like the end of that section. Yeah. Uh, I just I just divided it up. Mike, do you yep. want to uh, pick up? Sure. Sorry, I'm sneezing. Um, <laughs> the journal is encrypted with a formidable cipher that demands the attention of a senior warlock and her ghost. Tolan's journal decrypted. 
Among other secrets, this journal contains the pattern of a weapon forged in Tolan's madness. The gunsmith may be able to make use of it. Be cautious, Guardian. Tolan was banished for good reason. This is a line from Banshee. And then Torius Tolan, let me take a look. Black Market Coupon. If you want to go through with this, I hope you are stronger than Toland. Uh, whoops. Um, bring me a darkest, darkness-marked weapon frame from Xur. Take this coupon to him. No doubt he'll still expect some payment for his trouble. I'll send the journal back to Ikora Ray so it can be contained. Darkness-infused weapon frame. Uh, wait, whoops. Hold on. I moved down a little. Um, oh, oh, hold on. Sorry, I went... <clears throat> thing moved down a little too much um a weapon component instilled with the power of our enemies it's bad juju and then darkness infused weapon frame again whenever you hold the weapon your ghost begins to look delicious it's probably best to bring this to the gunsmith as soon as possible and then uh, beard do you want to take the rest of that yep uh the next step is to stay still uh to me perhaps to you as well perhaps not Darkness-infused pulse rifle. The darkness must be set in conflict with the Traveler's Light. Bathe this weapon with the energies of Guardians in the Crucible, Warlocks in particular. Return to me when you are done. Sated pulse rifle. Dark energy seep from the barrel of the rifle. It is ready to be born. Return to the gunsmith. Toland, in a fit of humor or madness, called the weapon Bad Juju. <clears throat> it awaits your hand. Get Bad Juju. Bad Juju, if you believe your weapon wants to murder all existence, then so it will. Tone the Shattered. There must be a structured uh, mechanical explanation for this weapon's hunger for combat. There must be, but none has been found. So, uh, how did he infuse the hunger of a worm into a gun? Practice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I you're probably right. Nothing says it did. What? Um, so the hunger is yeah. artificially created? Yeah. I, I, I could see that. I think maybe, I mean, maybe that's why. I don't know. Maybe, that, maybe that's why Bad Juju's not like perfect, I guess. I think mean, it definitely has because good abilities, but I don't. It's not this ever murdering, killing well, weapon. I mean, it's like, not a weapon of sorrow. Well, we don't necessarily know if it is or isn't. They, okay, it might not be a weapons of weapon of sorrow. They throw that. Mm. Def- they they fucking throw that definition <laughs> all over the place. Um, with, good point. Uh, with the recent your stuff, don't yeah. get me started. Yeah. <laughs> like so back like, in back in year one, though, like my original theory was that. Uh, Tolan wanted to create a weapon of sorrow like Thorn, and mm-hmm. in the attempt, made bad juju. And it's probably the closest a guardian-made weapon of sorrow could be. Uh, my theory sort of got a little bit expanded on when Taken King came out, because bad juju, even though it's a pulse rifle, actually has a scout rifle frame. And right. uh, so, in my opinion, bad juju was actually a bit of a prototype attempt at Touch of Malice. Ooh. I can see that. Well, especially with the uh, the frame itself. Mm, and it actually has what's pretty in... similar perks, too. Mm. Yeah, not far off. True. Uh, just with the outward look of the gun, uh, 
you don't you have bones that are strapped to the thing and Tolan knew far enough to go ahead and do something related to that. But what's strapped to it? A vulture head, mm -hmm. at least for the initial iteration of the thing. Yeah. So he's taking actually, uh, if you don't mind me jumping in, it's not just a vulture's head. If we're to like really be uh, stuck in the Destiny universe, mm -hmm. uh, let me just yeah, because we have that artifact, right? Yep. Right. The traitors die, which is the vulture's head. Every roll of this die is written into the fabric of Oryx's reality. Oh boy. Yeah. So, sorry, continue. Nope, that's okay. So, you know, if we look at the if we look at that, we look at the fact that he's trying to uh, you know, attach things to it to to make it into a weapon of sorrow or something similar to it, then yeah, I could definitely uh definitely see why Toland would try to do that. Probably why he just, you know, abandoned the shadow price back in the tower. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> What is I gotta find it again here real quick. Uh, yeah, the, this journal is encrypted with a formidable cipher that demands the attention of a senior warlock and her ghost. Uh, so, how much does Ikora, I suppose, understand the under uh, the teachings of Toland uh, to be able to rip this thing opened, uh, or did she get somebody else to do it, like one of the cryptarchy? Um, I that at least threw up a red flag to me the first time I had read that because mm -hmm. I was like, if these are, if, if, Toland had strapped this together with uh, teachings of the darkness, that would mean that if Ikora is the one that under uh, that ripped it back open, she would have some understanding of it. Her time uh, out in the wilderness, perhaps that wait, could have been. I don't. Uh, no, the journal is encrypted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not, not the weapon. Not the weapon. No, yeah, that's what I meant by the 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 journal, the weapon, uh, the the journal and the encryption on the journal itself. Yeah, so uh, it's a warlock encryption. So we need a senior warlock to decrypt it. She might have access to the cipher specifically. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say. I guess that, that's like the only that's other how, thing. That's how, I've, that's how I've always read it. Mm -hmm. Okay. If it was if it was talking about the weapon specifically, it might be a different. Uh, yeah. Different discussion. Like it doesn't, oh, have, it doesn't definitely. have anything to do with the darkness. It's just I'm a warlock. I'm encrypting this with my warlock encryptions, and any like low like low ranking warlock won't be able to crack it. But a high ranking warlock would be smart enough to. Okay. Yeah, I could I could see that. Mm. Well, I could Never see. I think just warlocks in general are more of the the scholar kind of cryptic class too. Like I don't see Titan. Like really titans being someone you'd go to be like hey i need to solve this no you wouldn't girdle. go to cave with this <laughs> yeah. yeah like that's kind of seems more in line like warlocks are scholar warriors like that's that would be something i would think would be in there i would think hand that... it to, to cade he would be like can i shoot it yeah <laughs> it's like all right i shot it didn't open what now <laughs> <laughs> i did a lot of shooting <laughs> it was magnificent yes <laughs> Uh, the only other thing I really want to call attention to that I have seen from like any of this uh, with Zer is uh, the fact that he always seems to have the right components. And in particular, something uh, almost always related to uh, 
hive magics or something related that could be tied back to hive magics uh, because we get the uh, the urn from him as well with Eris. And I just always question why this guy has this stuff hanging around or, you know, what what causes him to be so linked up or knowledgeable that we need this stuff related to hive magic so so closely. And I don't know, red flags. That's I, all. I attribute uh, it to the nine itself. Like yeah. it's not mm-hmm. it's nothing to do with the hive, it's just that the nine have everything we could possibly need. And how they would know to give Zer that equipment at that point is the other thing, unless uh, Zer is kind of uh, maybe that backpack that he has is a yeah. galaxy backpack. He's yeah. just <laughs> reaching into things, just like, hey, I'm gonna pull this out. He's got Destiny Item Manager too. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> just like, hold on, let me transfer. Name drop. Right. <laughs> I, the only two What? <laughs> the only way I can explain that is just saying the nine and moving on, because yeah, uh, we're not even gonna have enough time to talk about them. <laughs> oh, that would be another fifteen episodes of <laughs> speculation only. There's no facts about them. Also, well, I should say uh, that. also on the bad juju though, there are actually two ornaments. Uh, there's Hoodoom and Dragon's Bane, and Hoodoom is my favorite because it is all hoodooed up, and uh, it's cleverly titled Hoodoom, and it's got, it's white painted with, like, the little red face painting marks, and it's also got a bunch of cobwebs all over it, like, in all the little holes and shit, so it looks awesome, and the other one is Dragon's Bane, and it's very lazy, it's just, now it's painted green, and instead of the traitors die the vulture skull it has amkara skull amkara bones Mm -hmm. uh which sort of i think is a subtle nudge to the amkara worm relation theory that's been tossed Mm -hmm. about i didn't do anything on that at all (laughs) 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 just another uh channel drop go watch uh grant beard's theory on that you know that's okay oh wait that's, um, uh my bad <laughs> i did we did it again <laughs> it's so, oh God. third time tonight yeah i love the uh the the little quest dialogue where it says you know whenever you hold the weapon your ghost begins to look delicious it's like, <laughs> probably best to yeah. bring this to the gunsmith <laughs> as yeah. soon as possible get, get someone else on that <laughs> yeah I just, just picture our guardians just sitting there like, oh, wow, you look delicious. Oh, I got to go. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> if something's wrong. One, one thing I actually, uh, this quest is a good example of it. I didn't like with the original quest, but uh, Taken King sort of showed that they, at the very least, might not continue it, is uh, actually that very next step. Uh, the darkness must be set in conflict with the traveler's light bathe this weapon with energies of guardians and the crucible warlocks in particular uh but you don't actually use the gun you know you're not i understand you shouldn't have bad juju like and then get bad juju like but you should have like bad juju light and uh you should be mm-hmm. like using that gun in the crucible and that's how you get bad juju kind of like that um and Taken King did that with the hand cannon. Yeah, the, implication. with implication. implication that's, yep. that's what I was saying. They might, but imprecation caught so much shit because it was mm-hmm. it wasn't even hard. It's just people 
fucking bitch about everything. They bitch, yeah. Uh, that, you know, they might, Bungie might be like, okay, people didn't like it. And it's like, no, people liked it. People are just whiny assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. and, and it's it, even it, weird from a gameplay standpoint because it's not telling you to get pulse rifle kills. It's just yeah. go kill things. And whereas if we, you know, bring up SGA again, that requires that you end up getting machine gun kills. Let's see that, and that I would was, think that they would just kind of link it. And yeah. I, I understand the story behind it, but yeah. Just... So that's, that's what I mean. That's actually a completely different thing because uh, super good advice. You're trying to convince the gun to trust yeah. you. So you're, <laughs> the gun won't even fire for you at this point. So it's like right. it needs to watch you use machine guns and not use rocket launchers, and then it will fire for you. So, like, that one, I understand why it's not like, well, why am I not getting super good advice light? Because there is no super good advice light. You're right. literally trying to convince the gun to be your friend. <laughs> right. One thing I, uh, I've noticed from this quest is that um, just another going back to the difference in between uh, this gun and the weapons of sorrow is that uh, when the, with the thorn quest, at least the one the version that I've played the most recently, you need an infusion of light um, from the speaker in order to even get, progress in the quest because you need to combat the influence that the thorn you know puts into you, um, which is the difference between you and uh, your guardian and the um, uh, Hold on, I'm trying to remember. The the group of Guardians of the Crucible that used uh, the Thorn. Oh, the Shadows of Yore? Thank you, the Shadows of Yore. Um, and, but you don't need that for the bad juju, specifically. So I just wanted to point that out. That's another difference mm-hmm. in between this and uh, at least the progression in this and the uh, steps for that quest. Part of it, I think, is just uh, from a gameplay standpoint, though, too. Like, there's... A lot of elements that they started to definitely, you know, pull the the steps that we did for something like Pocket Infinity. You're not going to see again in in Destiny probably because people are just going to sit and complain about the fact that it's a an exotic weapon that they're getting a hold of, but it's That's taking true. too long. So part of it was probably just to kind of dumb it down to to make it a little easier for that perspective. But that's getting into gameplay semantics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do hope that they bring kind of that essence of quests back in some form in Destiny 2. Like, granted, we don't know how any of it's going to be. It might not be. It might be a completely different system altogether. But that was like getting those exotic quests in year one were one of the favorite parts for me. Um, and they, they did a little bit kind of in Taken King and then Rise of Iron, like the quests for them. But I don't think they really ever got to the same point in my mind that's fair well i would say that the swords from taken king were very good in that respect minus all the grinding Mm -hmm. but i still say one of my favorite weapons that they did that with through taken king was uh no time to explain i know we're really off topic that was point but (laughs) you know just uh utilizing the fact yeah just like using vault of glass and everything like that the way that they put that together was was perfect uh and yeah with bad juju the way that they kind of tied it all together uh, the way that you had to go ahead and like infuse all these ideas and, and methods of hive mm-hmm. uh, theory and, and Tolan's ideas and everything to build this gun. 
uh, they need to bring that kind of stuff back for sure because yeah. it it gives you more of an example of what the character was like. It gives you more of an idea of what's going on in their head. And realistically, that's one of the things that these kind of quests uh, should kind of do. Like it's obvious mm-hmm. that Toland had a very big affinity for something like the darkness. He also had affinity and didn't necessarily care for what happened with us because of what uh, was going on with sword logic. His entire his entire basis is, well, if I'm stronger, then I don't really see a will for you to or need for you to live. You know, what's the point? And that's infused basically into this weapon. And we're rewarded for that with getting a completely different clip of uh, of magazine, a completely different magazine inside the weapon uh, for killing something. We get rewarded for that reasoning. So it's. I, I like that they tied the perks very well into Toland. I like that the quest itself kind of handled very well to to what he was. And that kind of stuff, to, to somebody that doesn't read the lore, like we just went over all the other bits, that is their exposure to that character. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the only exposure, but... Yeah, sometimes the absolute only exposure. Like... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't mean to get into another thing, but yeah, like Fireteam Toyette, we don't know too much, and we probably won't know too much more about them because we don't see Pocket Infinity again, and that's a, a huge shame. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, even though we didn't get Pocket Infinity back um, from the Flylock, uh, Ace of Spades, Fabian strategy, we get more. We get the uh, Taken King version of the Fireteam Toyette quest. True. So I did forget about that. But, um, all right, is that up? We all good? We said all we had yeah, to say? Well, <laughs> I think so, yeah. Okay, so then, uh, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lorecast. Until next week, you can find us on Twitter at DestinyLorecast. We'd love to hear from you, so please give us your thoughts and theories. If you'd like to help us grow, go leave us a review on iTunes. Like, I say that, uh, if you're listening on iTunes, really just leave us a review. I, I look it up, like, once a week. I like reading the reviews to see what people have to say. Like, just, just today... Someone said mm-hmm. that. Uh, someone said that they like their podcasts like they like their steaks. Well done. <laughs> and, huh. Bad preference of steaks, but yeah. I like your preference in podcasts. So thanks. Mm. Ouch. Yikes. I mean, sure. If you want to take my joke, that's cool. Get the fuck off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you send it in the Discord chat first. Uh, I wasn't gonna say it again. I just wanted to actually. I just wanted to say. Something yeah, like thanks. It. Either way. Um, so give us a review anywhere. I look for them. Uh, and you can find us at other great podcasts, such as the Destiny Down Under podcast, the RNG cast, the Massive Breakdowns podcast, the Rebel Hole Radio podcast, and the DTR podcast, all in the DTR network. Uh, so I'm not sure what, what happened in the beginning. Uh, so Grant, where can people find you? Make sure you make sure you say everywhere. Uh, so for me, the main place to find me is on YouTube. Uh, it is youtube.com backslash C backslash beard underscore grizzly. Uh, you can also find me though on uh, Twitter, same exact thing. You can find me on Twitch, same exact thing. Uh, those are the three places I have at the moment. I am building my network out often. So right now, like Twitter is the main place to kind of know like news updates and everything from me. Definitely. Awesome. 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 Um, you 
uh, other hosts, where can we find you? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, go ahead. Uh, hi, I'm Mythos Mike. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, twitter.com forward slash Mythos Mike. You can find me on Twitch at uh, uh, twitch.tv slash Mythos Mike. Uh, you can find some of my old articles and videos on playdestiny.com. And then uh, Handsome Dragon, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch. Both of them are at Handsome Dragon. The O's are zeros. Uh, and you can also find me playing around the at Loremines uh, new Twitter, um, which if you haven't heard about, go check them out on Twitter. It's uh, Loremines is going to be a uh, it's a group actually all of us are a part of. Beard's going to be joining us there. And we're going to be hosting a charity stream at uh, end of August. And it's going to be um, representing uh, litworld.org, uh, org, uh, which is a you know helping uh, literacy around the world, uh, helping uh, create programs and and different initiatives that are really good with that. Um, got a really great group of people coming on for that, so check it out. Anon, where can we find you? Um, you can find me on my Twitter. <laughs> oh. Know where you know where you can actually find me? <laughs> oh boy, oh boy! Find, you can find me lost in LA next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah I kind of uh, I was joking about that earlier. Was like how at the end of last week, if you listened on to our ramblings at the end, like yeah. I made a quip about yeah, us yeah. being sitting watching on our computers being jealous of everyone in LA and then it was like the next oh. day we both got the invites and I was just like ah. well I wasn't I wasn't jealous because like I I was jealous I don't I don't want <laughs> I don't want to well I wasn't jealous at all uh I don't want to like name drop or anything but like I had gotten a DM asking for my email which is sort of like saying like how do I ask am i getting invited without asking am i getting invited or is it like am i being like removed from every bungee like i don't know which way it's gonna what go what is your email all right yeah. you're blocked yeah, cool you're blocked from get the fuck out and like I, I like i had like eight hours from eight or nine hours from hey can i get your email to the 3 50 a.m uh <laughs> email saying you're invited so like i was i was super freaking anxious about it and i was like i just added out of the blue just came from nowhere uh super super excited to to get the game because and i I do want to actually thank all the people um because i i you know like i said this is completely out of the blue so i absolutely owe um getting noticed to everyone that listens to anything I do that supports me in any way that retweets my stupid tweets that, you know, invites me onto their stream or podcast or just like any, any, any way that you've made my name spread out further. Thank you because you've given me the ability to get invited. And then everyone who retweeted, liked, Mm -hmm. commented, donated anything like that on my GoFundMe. Thank you so much because you're another reason why I'm actually going to get to go there and get lost in LA and eat tacos and meet your co-host. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I wanted to say the good thing. That's an afterthought. We don't really care about that one. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> bottom of the list. I'm much more excited about tacos. Anon's going to be walking around the streets of Compton, putting up 
tricorn symbols. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a bad idea before it started. Um, you guys, you guys should go listen to the uh, Destiny Reset podcast, uh, their most recent episode with JC Jesse from Dad Tales podcast, and you should say. This, you should you should like tweet at them and let them know that this episode would have been better if you had a non pigon because they they put out a tweet and I'm just gonna say they put out a tweet saying like hey who's going to L A you should DM me and I DM'd him but I was like a minute or so late because J C Jesse already already got in there, uh, oh, so he he got invited on and I did not. You guys are gonna have fun and I know if I were going I'd be in the same situation because I'm not really a a city person I'm definitely a <laughs> I would rather be in the country. So if I went out there, I'd be like, what is all of this? What even is going on? Because the only city I've really been in is uh, San Diego. So for me, with that, just the way that it's kind of put out, it's like a little bit more flat. I can handle Mm -hmm. that. But forget L.A. (laughs) Yeah, it should be fun. But I also want to give a quick quick shout out to Jay Howard, too. Um, The guy just was awesome like he put together um some art campaigns like he um kind of doing their brand on twitter or switch whatever they wanted and kind of was offering that out and giving the money that he got basically to support um i think he he helped you out anon i know he helped out uh jesse from dad's tales and just (laughs) he just incredible guy Uh, blue ranger he offered to help me and jesse but then by the time that like he was like hey i should i'll help you i'll I'll do this art campaign and i'm freaking out i'm like oh my god i'm gonna go like i was i was in tears because i was like (laughs) i actually stand a chance at going and then like in the next hour those people started throwing money at it and i was like oh i mean like thank you so much (laughs) but they did it already he's like oh all right have a good time. Nice. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh, really? uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're actually, I didn't, I didn't let you guys know, we're gonna get him on. Uh, Definitely. Yeah, he, he was he actually, at, he was interested in coming on. I was like, I was like, oh sweet, like I, I feel, I feel so weird asking people to come on because I feel like so few people want to actually come talk lore. They feel like they're, they're a little too. Uh, Out of the loop. Yeah, no, they just they they feel embarrassed. Yeah, they're like, ah, I don't yeah. want to come talk. Lore. People think they have to be like lore masters to talk. Yeah, and it's no, like, no, just come talk, just yeah. discuss. Yeah, man. Have fun. Say I'm have. on here, aren't I? Yeah, but yeah. If you if anyone's ever watched me on Twitch, like my um, overlay and everything was actually done by Jay Howard, and he volunteered to do that. Like I I posted on Twitter about looking for an artist, and he's like, yeah, I'll do it for you for free, no problem. Holy <laughs> Happy shit. to help out. I'm like, uh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, <laughs> You're he, awesome. He, he is very. He's awesome. an awesome guy. Mm-hmm. I gotta say the fresh takes on the lore are really what uh, spark new ideas and concepts mm-hmm. anyway so that yeah. always helps yeah. you should you should never be afraid to voice your opinions of this lore and I I would like to say that I am one of the examples of that coming into it way late like I did mm-hmm. uh, but definitely don't feel afraid of doing that but legitimately both of you have a good time and be safe in LA please come back with very fun stories mm-hmm. Please don't. Please don't die. Please don't. I hope not. I, no, please don't. I mean, die a lot in game. Get okay. get shot by everybody. But at least come back with some good stories, okay? That's the plan. That's the plan. I'm going to cut all that out.